We are in Doctrine and Covenants section 28 today, and we're going to do this in two parts. Um, and the first part that I want to concentrate on is this, that Hiram Page is saying that he has received revelations through this stone. And that's not weird because Joseph Smith had the seer stone and was receiving revelation. So it's not weird or crazy that Hiram would think he was receiving revelation and that others would believe it. And one of the things it says in the student manual is many of early converts came from congregationalist backgrounds, and that is from churches in which anyone had the right to proclaim doctrine if the rest of the congregation concurred. And so it isn't weird that Hiram Page was saying he had received revelation. And um, in the studies that I did, it talks about that Joseph Smith was just devastated, didn't know um, what to do about this, how to handle, and just kept praying and praying and talking to Oliver and these other people, I think, I believe it was the Whitmers who believed this, just really trying to help them understand that what he was saying did not coincide with revelation they had already received, which specifically was Doctrine and Covenants 20 and how the church operated. And it says, Oliver Cowdery, this again is in the student manual, Oliver Cowdery and the Whitmer family had given heed to these revelations, although they were in contradiction to the New Testament and the revelations given for the last days. Here was a chance for Satan to work among this little flock, and he sought by this means to accomplish what persecution had failed to do. And so it talks about um, that Joseph just kept praying and supplicating the Lord how to guide and direct him in, in talking to them. And finally, he was able to impress upon them that it was wrong. Well, after that, and this is coming into their second church conference after that is when this revelation came and so I was just super impressed that this was not just Joseph Smith saying that isn't true you're not the prophet this isn't Joseph Smith's words Joseph Smith prayed and supplicated the Lord for guidance and what to say to them none of that is this all of that <laughs> is somewhere else in journals and other other places if it was written down. But this revelation, this Doctrine and Covenants 28 came after that. And I am just so touched by that because it, it is such a learning experience for all of them. For the prophet, for Oliver Cowdery, for the Whitmers, for Hiram Page, for the church in general. It's a big learning curve for all of them in this new church. And what a treasure this is because none of us has to question. We know how it works. And so we're all so grateful for this section. And so I love in verse one, one of the things that was really cool is, so Oliver is told to make sure that he's out proclaiming to everyone that that's his job whatsoever thou shalt teach them by the comforter. And that's verse one. 
And the thing I love about that is the Holy Ghost goes by many different titles, but Comforter is probably one of my favorites. And that is because he knows how to comfort us in times of distress. And so I think it is so beautiful that here, where it really isn't talking about him needing comfort, (laughs) it addresses the Holy Ghost as the comforter. And I just think that is so beautiful because it is one of the most profound gifts that we're given, that we can have him as our companion and that he can be our comforter. And, And when no one else can understand, or when no one else knows the secrets of our hearts or the despair that we're feeling or the hard things we're going through, God does. And he has given us this comforter to let us know assuredly that he walks with us and is aware of all that we are going through. And so I just love that. Okay, verse two, here we are. Behold, verily I say unto you, no one shall be appointed to receive commandments and revelations in this church, excepting my servant, Joseph Smith, for he receiveth them even as Moses. I love that. It is that clear. And that's how you know this is God speaking and not Moses, (laughs) Um, or not Joseph, who is referred to, that was a slip of the tongue, but is referred to as Moses. And the reason I think it is said this way is because he has referred to Oliver several times as being Aaron. And so I really love even Nephi, when he speaks to his brothers, uses the story of Moses. And I love that he says, you know, to Laman and Lemuel, you know this story. And so I love that Moses is such a profound prophet that virtually that's what he's saying is, you know, Moses, you are not Moses. Joseph Smith is Moses. You are Aaron. (laughs) And which be happy, you're Aaron. Open your mouth and proclaim. I have given you a gift. You get to be the mouthpiece and go speak whatever I tell the prophet. And so verse three, and thou shalt be obedient unto the things that I give unto him, even as Aaron, to declare faithfully the commandments and revelations with power and authority unto the church, Holy cloud, know your role, do your role. What a gift and what a power and what a pleasure that you get to be that person. And so again, this is just something that I feel like um, is such an example to the rest of us. It's something that he says to Oliver again and again and again. And what that tells me is God knows us through and through, and he knows our weaknesses. And when it talks about being warned by the Spirit, things we need to look out for, he is being warned again and again, know your role, Oliver. This is your role. You are Aaron. Declare what I tell Moses, Joseph Smith. You go speak it, and I have given you power that when you speak, it will pierce their hearts and they will understand. And so I just think, God, stick to your role. Stick to what God has given you and be so grateful that you have been given the gift and the power to do that. And so I love that it talks about he will be led in verse 4 by the comforter what to say. And then in verse 5, do not write, but thou shalt not write by way of commandment. So you're not, that's not your job. You're not here to write revelations or to seek for revelations. That's not your job. 
Your job is to declare what Joseph Smith says. Okay, verse 6. And thou shalt not command him who is at the head. And I love this because what happened is Oliver Cowdery at one point in time writes Joseph Smith and tells him he needs to correct things in revelations that he has received. And really, this is a real good instruction for him, but for the rest of us, counsel not your leaders, right? And it tells us right here, it is contrary in the student manual to the economy of God for any member of the church or anyone to receive instructions for those in authority higher than themselves. And I think that's just such a beautiful thing because that means I can receive revelation for myself. I can receive revelation for my kids when they're in my home until they're married <laughs> and then they receive them for themselves and they have formed their new union and receive it. I did not receive revelation about who they should marry and that was a big deal to me that that's not my lane anymore. That's not my job anymore. They then become a unit with someone else and sealed to God and receive their own revelation. And that is very, very true. So I can receive it for myself. I can receive it for my kids. I cannot receive it for the Relief Society president. I can't receive it for the bishop and I cannot receive it for the prophet. And we should all be so, so careful when we think we are, because um, it talks about that, here's another thing it says in the handbook. Sometimes it comes to men and women because of transgression, and they are easy prey to the arch deceiver. At other times, people who pride themselves on their strict observance of the rules and ordinances and ceremonies of the church are led astray by false spirits who exercise an influence so immediate of that which proceeds from a divine source, that even these persons who think they are the very elect find it difficult to discern. And so I just think a really great rule of thumb that they spell out here is if it's not about you or those you have authority for, then it's false. And isn't that a straight black and white answer for us to follow? Okay, um, and it tells him, Oliver, that... Joseph Smith has the keys in verse 7 until he appoints, God appoints a new one in his stead. And here again is foreshadowing. It's told right here in this revelation that God is who chooses and appoints the next prophet. It isn't common. They don't vote. They don't have to because they'll, again, this will be the first time. And when Joseph um, dies, they wonder. And they question and they start to fall apart. But here it is right here. He is it until I appoint another. And so I love that that's right there until God says, and then he'll tell you who the new one is. Okay, verse 8, um, that his job is to go and preach to the Lamanites. And he will reveal, the Spirit will reveal for him in the moment, whatever it is for him to say to them. And um, again, emphasizes you shall not receive revelations, but except for this job that you're doing for the Lamanites to go and preach. And now behold, I say unto you that it is not revealed and no man knows where the city of Zion shall be built. And so it's just discrediting this revelation that Hiram seems to have think he's gotten. And then it says in 10, thou shalt not leave this place, and this is really important, until after this conference. So he's been called on this mission to the Lamanites, but don't go yet. 
My servant Joseph shall be appointed to preside over the conference. Of course, he's the prophet by the voice of it. And what he saith, thou shalt tell. That's your rule. You are Aaron. He is Moses. He's going to run this conference and declare what needs to be said. And you're going to go and proclaim it. And you're going to teach it. That's your job. Then you go after. You're here, Aaron, to be at this conference to declare what Joseph Smith says. Okay. Um. Then it says, another thing that it says in the handbook, um, anything that leads away from direct revelation of God for the governance of the church, the Holy Ghost will never contradict its own revelations. And then it says, Oliver, while he might give counsel and advice, he was never to establish doctrine or revelation. And so I really, really uh, loved that. I was thinking of the Mark Kaufman miniseries, Murder Among the Mormons, that was just released on Netflix. And my kids were talking about it. I was in high school when all of that went down. And my, I can remember. Um, I remember well the salamander letter coming out and as I watched that and watched President Hinckley say, you know, we will wait for further um, direction from the Lord and further information to come forward. As I read this revelation in talking about the spirit will never contradict itself, that we never have revelation that undoes revelation we've already received. I thought, no wonder um, President Hinckley, the apostles, the prophet were calm during this time and were waiting for the Lord to declare more. It's because they knew there is no way this could be revelation and undo the revelation we already had received. And that was just a beautiful insight into that because it does cause ripples and if we know those principles, and thank heavens we have this section that teaches us that, then we won't be fooled and we'll know exactly where those promptings and those revelations are coming from. We will know exactly who that comes from. If it's to better you, it's to better your kids, it's to better your family, then you can hold as long as it holds with what the prophet and the apostles are saying that that source is God. If it's not, if you're feeling a need to write the prophet and tell him something and go reveal to him something that's been told you, then you can hold for a surety that did not come from God. Um, and I think that is just beautiful doctrine. And thank heavens we have that in here because it does make the operation of the church so straightforward and so easy to follow. I hope you know the church is true. And more than that, I hope you know how much our Savior loves you.